Big Ron and Heavy D, let the interrogation begin. Sports Entertainment Extreme. Great concept. Good for us. Puerto Rico or Japan? Japan, more money. Puerto Ricans ain't got much money. Clay Aiken or Ruben Stuttered? Which one's the white guy? <laughs> Chris Harris and James Storm. Pussies. Jerry Lynn and Amazing Red. Little pussies. Absolutely. Saddam Hussein. Piece of shit. Next question. Ron the Truth Killings and Conan. Street thugs. Brotherhood runs the streets. Brotherhood runs the pen. Don't forget it. Absolutely. Uh, Ron and Don, we're not done yet. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Federation Podcast. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. And we're here today to speak to you about NWA TNA at Pay-Per-View 44. Still technically episode, right? It is, you man. know. I suppose. But before we get into that, let's talk about our Twitter, at the Federation. You can go on Facebook, Federation Podcast. More importantly than anything else, as of Tuesday... New t-shirts have entered the whatamaneuver.net store. Fantastic new t-shirts as well. You will love them. I promise. Beautiful t-shirts. This is my best Donald Trump impression. Beautiful t-shirts. You'll love it. They're bigly. <laughs> bigly. They're bigly. Uh, but no, uh, it's the uh, it's the logo, the, the, the new Federation logo with Milo from The Descendants being blatantly ripped off. You can go over there at whatamaneuver.net and pick it up in black, yellow, or white. Or... or it, it, Black, yellow, and white. It's black, black, yellow, and white. Right, right, right. I know I'm picking up three. You're 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 thinking of the Heather Gray, which will be released later on. Yeah. Yes, there's another shirt coming sometime down the road. But I digress. Travis, we're here to talk about the. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sorry if this date is wrong, but this is May seventh. May seventh, two thousand. Yes. I was looking at his 0705. I was like, oh, fuck. God damn it, did I do July 5th? I hate it when they do this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's coming to you from the Tennessee State Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, uh, Don West and Mike Tanay are coming at it again. And we're here for Anarchy in the Asylum. Yes, but prior to that, we have to get our 6 minute and 38 second long Video package uh, recapping the entire history of TNA. Essentially, it turns out the last episode we re- we reviewed was the week before. <laughs> I, I don't mind one bit because it, it, it kind of worked out in a, in its own right. Kind of, we had some pretty interesting things on this show. There's some, gonna be a big gap between this one and the next one, though. <laughs> there is, there is. We're gonna we're not gonna have a goddamn clue what's going on. Um. It'll be the anniversary show next month. Is that the one we're going to do? We should. Okay. Well, the one-year anniversary? It's probably, it's, it probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> it probably does. So th- that'll be something to look forward to, but, you know, Saban has become the number one contender for the X Division Championship. Conan and Ron Killings have formed an alliance. And, and become street thugs. Yes. If you ask one of the Harris brothers. 
Boy, oh boy, we'll get to that oh, later. And you've heard it already in the intro, so. Okay. <laughs> Good lord, that interrogator segment. Oh boy, riddled with racism. This entire show has been riddled with bigotry and... Yeah. Oh my god, it's infuriating. But <laughs> Tracy Brooks, the unknown sleuthy, sleuth, <laughs> whatever you want to call her, attacked Lollipop last week. Um... There's some insignificant stuff like Kid Cash suspending Trinity for a week last week. Eric Watts gave Dusty Rhodes the original NWA title belt. Yeah. Eric Watts. Once again, we'll get to him later. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Um, Amazing Red and Kid Cash had a match for the X Division title last week. Kid Cash just about kills him. Yes. And then the uh, Mystery Luchador. Which is obviously Trinity. No, it's not Trinity. It's not Trinity. No. It can't. I don't think so. I don't know. And we also had Raven and Jeff Jarrett last week for the NWA title where. Jared overcame the odds. Oh, just like the it baby was face he is. The let's get the count going right now, Tyler. This was the quote unquote most anticipated match in TNA history. Yeah, they say that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a company that hasn't been around for a year, yeah, a lot of things are the biggest things in history. Yeah, like later on tonight when uh, Chris Harris and James Storm have yeah. the most, the most built like the most the match anticip- that nobody knew thought was ever going to happen. But, the match that everybody wanted to happen but never thought would. It's gonna be one of the biggest moments in TNA history. Chris Harris. Fucking Braden Walker against James Storm. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Braden Walker. Fair enough. I think you've made that joke before. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, so, at the end of it, though, they do have that little recap where Sabu returned to uh, yep. help Jeff Jarrett from the Extreme Revolution. And what I loved about this is for every chair shot and super kick, an ECW reject hits on Jeff Jarrett. There's a gunshot sound effect. Is that what that was? <laughs> wow, these chair shots are real effective. But anyways, that was we, the we recap. Should, we should begin the show now. Well, let's begin the show by going through some TNA news. Can you remember the last time we talked about TNA? We were talking about the power struggle between Jeff Jarrett and Vince Russo. Mm, I can't really remember, no. Well, you, you should, because, because it happened. But, either way... They couldn't get along. The apparently Russo and Glenn Birdie, they want to put TNA office members in the storylines. Oh boy! Uh, Vince Russo, Vince, uh, Jeff Jarrett is very, very critical of this. He doesn't want this to happen, as it shouldn't really. Uh, but apparently, the two sides have co- co-evolved now. They set aside their differences. They're just not working together. It's just like. This guy's doing this, I'm doing this. But eventually, you know, Russo becomes Jared's boy again, right? Well, yes, but as of right now, we're going through this week by week. So Yeah, that's true. No need to jizz our load before, well, we, uh, before we tantalize it a little bit. I don't too. know, man. There's a lot of TNA and sex on this show. And a lot more alluding to um, disorderly conduct towards uh, man-on-woman violence as well. Well, if you want to go there... Uh, disorderly contact between man and woman. X-Pac was scheduled to return at the May 21st episode of TNA. And why didn't he uh, return? Oh, he no-showed. Oh, he just no-showed? Yeah, just no-showed. Right on, right on. He said he missed his flight, but he just no-showed. I think he's done that quite a bit in TNA. I, I believe so. He was supposed to do an attack at Raven. Oh, really? At the end of a show. Huh. And then, Travis, can you remember us talking about Jamie Dundee and his kangaroo costume? Okay, that rings a bell. Well, Jamie Dundee was arrested on criminal impersonation charges. <laughs> criminal impersonation? Yeah. 
What, what does that mean? I am impersonating or uh, uh, giving a false identity. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was calling himself a kangaroo. <laughs> so essentially, Dundee was never on the payroll, but he was penciled to be the heel kangaroo. So. Oh boy, he probably would have won the fucking NWA championship. <laughs> probably, probably. So cool. yeah, that's the news for TNA. Don West and Mike... T- oh, I gotta talk about Don West for a second. Yes, yes. TNA this week. Like, in, in actual current. Don West is still on TNA TV? He's come back to sell off all the old TNA merchandise. Oh my god. Oh my god. And there's, god. every episode has a new T- uh, Don West... Selling spiel, oh. so it, it's it's beautiful. He's selling this week for uh, for TNAShop.com a Louisville Slugger bat. Is it signed by Sting? Signed by Jeff Hardy. For Travis, how much do you think a Louisville Slugger bat in the color of bluish purple, signed by Jeff Hardy? Go for. Does that bat have any significance? No, to Jeff. Hurry nope. at all? None whatsoever. Um, I'm gonna go with <laughs> fucking 700 bucks. 29.99. Oh wow! Yeah, it's actually a pretty decent deal. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you can't buy a Louisville Slugger bat for 29.99, let alone one signed by. Somebody. Aren't they like the fucking be all end all of bats? <laughs> they're supposed to be the good bats, I'm sure. Well, no, they're not. Actually. Unless you're like Sammy Sosa and you just get a rubber bat. Yeah, corked. Uh, but no, uh, I think there's. I'm sure it's. It's not. It's it's a popular bat. This bat is not one of the popular bats. Yeah. It's just a straight wooden. Oh, well, you know, bat. TNA is carnies. Don West is definitely a carny. So he's probably just, since it's blue, you don't see the Louisville Slugger logo on it, perhaps. Uh, it's black. It's black. The, 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 it's blue, but the logo's black. I'm just going to stop talking about baseball bats. Fair enough, man. Baseball uh, bats is... Yeah, really Sting's not even in TNA. Sting's not even in TNA. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Don West, though, him and Mike Tanay announced the Anarchy in the Asylum and how the rules work. So as every 90 seconds a new competitor comes in, you can be eliminated by pinfalls anywhere within the building and or being thrown over the top rope. They lost me at one point when they're like... You can eliminate your opponent over the top rope, but if you throw your opponent through the middle of the ropes, I guess, you can pin them anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, why, why didn't you just say that like you Fall. can leave the ring and pin them anywhere rather than just be like, well, if you, if you t- send them out underneath the top rope, you're good. You're well, free reign. Obviously, we know that. This today, isn't a women's battle royal. Today is not, not overly known for having... The greatest explanation for things. There's usually a lot of words in there. Yes. So he's, he's a very wordy fella. Uh, hence, uh, remembering every single King of the Mountain match. That's, that's and those a feat, rules. Eh? That's oh, a feat. boy. Uh, but uh, to finish the match, the last two competitors have a NWA sh- sanctioned match for the pinfall. Yeah. Now, this, 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 this anarchy in the asylum was a car crash. At best. Yeah, it was an eclectic <laughs> group of people. And the fact that oh, yeah. we had the qualifying... Okay, so somehow we have 11 competitors ready to go. Yeah. But you guys, uh, you're, you other five people... You guys gotta earn it. And, 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 by the way, women are allowed in there. Women are allowed in there. Well, that was a rule made by Tracy, essentially. Tracy asked for it and complained about it and got but, it by some unknown guy. I don't even know who the guy was. I had no idea who that guy was <laughs> that either. Old man. But um, 
Glenn Gilberti after the first match. Very hard name to say, isn't it? Yes, it is. We should just start calling him Disco. Right, let's call him Disco. In front okay, of let's Disco. So Disco, he is talking to Goldilocks, <laughs> and then he says that Des- Desire is going to be in the Battle Royal before the Tracy Brooks thing happened. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. Goldilocks hasn't gotten any better either, has eh? She's terrible. Oh, absolutely horrible. She is so... De- it's even in those Torch newsletters that she's horrible. She's so we're not the first people to realize She's this. demeaning to, like, the entire roster. Like, she's kind of, it, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. No, it I really agree. doesn't. I agree. She's, she's not very good at her job. So uh, we have, to start the show, match-wise... We have our first winner enters the asylum, but this one's a tag team match between AJ Styles and D'Lo Brown against Triple X being Elix Skipper and Low Key. Yeah. I thought this was a fantastic way to open up this show. Definitely. Because even if you don't think about D'Lo, AJ, Elix, and Low Key, those three, amazing. Then you factor in how well D'Lo Brown and AJ Styles are as a tag team, yeah. and you've got yourself a fucking fantastic That match. is some crazily, like, unbelievable chemistry. Yeah. Like, those two guys are their second po- match. polar opposites. Second match. Yeah, uh, well, we saw... Tanae says it. We, we watched it last week, and they were talking about how... Oh, that was their first... I, I didn't realize it was that was their first match until they mentioned it. They didn't really episode. make it known, huh? No. No, it <laughs> wasn't really a thing they talked about. You know, um, watching D'Lo Brown not in the land of the Giants anymore and facing people like this, it makes me wonder, you know, is Loki really short or is D'Lo Brown just really tall? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. when they start the match, it, it, it's like um, it's like father and son, you know? It, it, it's a very drastic difference, that's for sure. It's yeah. It's contrast. But, I mean, that goes to tell you there that D'Lo could be the big guy in TNA. But you want to know why he won't be a big guy. Why? Because D'Lo Brown, unfortunately, within weeks of being in TNA, has heat. (laughs) I guess they weren't down with the Brown. No, in an interview he said, I would like to go back to the WWE. And that is why he's tagged to me with AJ Styles. Oh, so he was probably going to get a bigger shot at something. Mm -hmm. But he put his foot in his mouth. Why would he want to go back to WWE so early, man? He was doing nothing. Yeah, he was He was absolutely doing nothing. Like, he, he was a street thug. Yeah. Like, literally, he yeah. was starting to wear street thug clothing. He was wearing FUBU. <laughs> like, <laughs> a guy that came in wearing a tuxedo left wearing FUBU. Right? And a pretty balling hat. <laughs> yeah, he used to wear one of those Black Panther hats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's talk about the uh, Flat Earth AJ Styles. Um, t- t- tell me about this. <laughs> you know, okay. So I, I've been out of the loop for a couple days. On Talking Smack, uh, AJ Styles came out and was uh, talking to Daniel Bryan, talking about how blah, 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 you know, if Shane was making the decisions, he would have said AJ Styles won, not, not the tie, right? Or he would have had the match happen that night. And Daniel Bryan, he was like, Daniel, you've made a lot of bad decisions in life, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It was irrelevant. Yeah. And Bryan says... This is coming from a guy that actually believes that the world is flat. <laughs> and it just sounds like, well, I don't believe the world is flat. I'm just saying, there's a lot of evidence that you should look at. It's just like, oh, wow. AJ, you're, oh, I see you in a completely different light. Um, You unevolutionized son of a bitch. So wait a minute. 
Has there ever been any of these flat earth theories from AJ Styles prior to this? No, this is the first time it's ever been brought up. So maybe backstage, he's just a fucking kook. Maybe. Just, it's very possible. Just this hardcore Christian kook that thinks that the earth is flat, that the fucking sun revolves around the earth. It's, it's, <laughs> I think, well, you know what, though? You look at the guy, he's the guy that, what, he chastised somebody for doing the Austin 316. Uh, what was it, Chris, Chris Bosch? In like PWG, that, yeah. did the, and he said, don't you, like, talk about my Jesus Don't or talk something. about my God, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's just like. I can I can see him being a flat flat Earth guy, and and then you see him you see him driving around, and he's got the Xbox 360 in a bag. It's like, dude, dude, Xbox 360, really? Um, I can defend him on that one because that's the that's the gaming suitcase thing. It has your TV, but I don't think it fits anything other than a PS3 or an Xbox 360. It can't be that much bigger, is it? We're looking at an Xbox One right now. It oh, can't be that much bigger. Well, maybe it actually has, like, a... Spe- I, I don't know. I've never had one. But yeah. maybe it has a specifically designed port or something to put it in. Uh, there, there are probably people that can d- describe this way better than I can. But, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he just really likes 360. <laughs> he was WWE champ for six months. Get one custom made, bitch. <laughs> it's just a bag. <laughs> maybe, maybe he only just transitioned to Xbox. Maybe. Like, like maybe he's been playing, like, Halo 1 maybe and Halo 2. Maybe he takes his kids' hand-me-downs. Oh yeah. Well, hey, yeah. One Xbox One in the entire household. I'll take the 360, <laughs> I'll take the 360 on the road. <laughs> no, just don't buy a PS4. Or nothing <laughs> like that. Oh, AJ. Oh, uh, so um. You're, thankfully, you're a good wrestler. At this point in time, we've been talking about this match for like six minutes. Um, we have not said a goddamn thing about the match. Uh, but AJ Styles and uh, Loki and and Elix Skipper, they actually all three of them have some really good back and forth throughout the match. Definitely, it's it's it's. There's nothing here that blows you away. It's just a good opener to get you going. Um, the finish was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, no, okay, we'll get to that. Uh, but uh, well, let's get to it right now. Yeah, the, it, it's a pretty generic match, but it was it was fun. It's a good opener. Yeah. And, oh man. Oh man. So Loki does some backflips, right? He does some back. <laughs> he was doing um the the springboard corner move that uh, China ch- does. Yeah, yeah, the handspring elbow um, or whatever. Brown catches him. I would you call it the low down that he was I think doing? it's the sky high. The sky high. I low down the, is the frog splash. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as he's doing the sky high, Styles catches with a ne- neck breaker, and it's, just, it's all one fluid move. It was beautiful. It was great. It, it was like um watching the grand amplitude that the American Alpha yeah, does, but yeah. reverse. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, so Styles and D'Lo Brown, they'll both advance to the main event. And I will say this, comparing TNA and ROH, D'Lo Brown and AJ Styles trumps D, uh, AJ Styles and Amazing Red. Yes, yes. And I also like Jerry Lynn and Amazing Red more, too. J- just the I just like Jerry Lynn in general. Yeah, me too. I love Jerry, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn is amazing. So I was watching, um, I think... The first 20 minutes I watched by myself, but the next portion of it, I watched it with my, my friend. Did somebody watch it with you? Yeah, I watched it with oh, my friend. fuck. Yeah, I was watching it with my friend Billy, and it there's a few good fucking reactions from you, someone that does not know. You talking about New Jack? <laughs> or? No. Um, no? No, the kid. No reaction for New Jack, fair enough. Uh, it, he wasn't there for that. Oh. But it was the Kid Cash stuff. And, um, okay, well, we're not at that yet. But my, what I was going to get at is that he thinks Amazing Red looks like a four-year-old kid. Oh, of course he does. I'm not a fan. Of, like, right here, I'm not a fan of Amazing Red. 
No. He, to, to me here, Amazing Red is just flips, no psychology whatsoever. Yeah. Has no idea what to do. Um, He's doing flips for flip's sakes. Love watching the Code Red, though. The Code Red, he does a beautiful Code Red. And so can Cena now that he can do it on AJ. Yeah, yeah. But it's not as fluid as, as Amazing Red's, though. Getting better at it, though. Oh, yeah. Getting no, better. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But uh, I suppose Amazing Red's only doing it to uh, Christopher Daniels. So right. It's not that hard. Um, so backstage, Goldilocks is with uh, Disco. Yeah, no more Gilbert. No, fuck Gilberty. Uh, he tells uh, Sex that tonight is his night, and there's now there is an I in team. He needs the sex machine behind yeah. him. <laughs> it's all about him tonight, and he's going to beat the shit out of Henderson Hillbilly, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I thought he was from Hendersonville, but he said Henderson. Henderson, Henderson Hillbilly, I'm sure he said it. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but like, isn't Jarrett from like Hendersonville, oh, Georgia, no, or something no like that? No idea, not a goddamn clue. But yeah, he literally says he's going to beat the shit out of the Henderson Hillbilly. And he finds him, and he starts beating up a cripple. Later on, yeah. Well, yeah, I just don't, there's no point to go back to it. He finds him, he beats up Jeff Jarrett in the lunch area where, like, Shocker is looking on you. And it hurts his hip. Yeah, you, did you see Shocker, obviously, with his pink pants and his fucking blonde hair and brown skin? Shocker. He's just like, you can see him a mile away. There's just so much contrast going on. And then the there's just another directions. local geek there, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, when they pop back to Tanae and West after that, after the Gilberti <laughs> yeah. thing, and they're talking about the anarchy in the asylum again, and you just get these little bubbles pop up with the wrestler's head in there, and they're just, like, looking around inside the bubble. <laughs> One of the three guys from ECW looking around in the bubble. <laughs> right. You right. got New Jack, Sabu, and Sandman. Um, but I guess one little thing to tie up on that is that as they're in hype mode, Gilberti walks right through the entire arena yeah. to go from the sex locker room right to Jerry. Yeah. And then he, uh, this is when that happens. And they, um, cut midway through this next match to, to go back. Yeah. Go no, let's, to the back. Yeah. Let's just focus on this match now because this match is, I love this match for all the wrong reasons. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. Cause first you got new Jack comes out. And I'm pretty Fuck, sure yes. this is the first time I've seen a New Jack match in years. Me too. I'd say a good seven. years. We were on years. a pretty big New Jack kick about ten years ago. Yeah, when we lived in Newfoundland, I liked to watch a little bit of New Jack. Nowadays, no. Like I watched New Jack throw Vic Grimes off of that scaffold like 8,000 times in a row. Yeah, trying to find <laughs> videos that definitely were not Vic Grimes and yeah. uh, New, New Jack. Jack. But uh, Jeremy Borash also looks terrified while New Jack is in the ring. I thought that was amazing. Well, fuck, he, he probably doesn't know what he's going to do. No, I'm sure you don't. And and even today says, we, let's get the censor on the go because you and never know what he's going to say. they don't censor anything. No, no, because he goes on to say that Sabu has forgotten where he came from, being, uh, being a part of the locker room doing pills. And Sandman running around chasing midgets. Yeah. He even says when his music's on and he gets into the ring, cut that shit off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, that's not natural born killers. Oh, man. If only. If oh, only. Uh, we'll get to something, though, that's along those lines. Uh, but he says that uh, through all the unpaid action figures and bounce checks from Paul Lee, he hasn't done a goddamn thing. And he said they are in Tennessee and they fuck goats. Um, so. <laughs> well, he calls he calls Sam and a sheep, and he's like, you know what they do with sheep here, right? Yeah, they fuck goats. They, they put it in them. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then Sabu comes out. Did you, you don't want to go into the uh, extremely vulgar things he said? Oh, what, what's the extremely vulgar things that you caught? Um, he called Paul Heyman a cocksucker. He did call Paul Heyman a cocksucker, that's um, true. Then he called somebody, um, I don't know if I'm going to use this word, but... Um, We're uh, referencing uh, what New Jack says. He um, called a group of people what would be a British term for a cigarette. Oh, yeah, let's keep that one on the download. Yeah, I don't want to say that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I thought you were just going to throw but he used the a full, New Jack N-bomb. He I was used, like, you know what, New Jack said it, fuck it. He used the full word. Like, yeah, not, not he, the, didn't, he didn't He didn't prefacize it. Cause yeah. in England, they prefacize it. It's, it's just a... A feg. A feg. And, and he, he got the got in. He did. Uh, <laughs> he got him. He got him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think uh, we handled that one well. I think we did. That was classy on us. <laughs> People might like that. A lot classier than when I... um. Yeah, well, that was never in the show, so it doesn't matter. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. Sabu came out. And Travis, his TNA theme is his WWE theme and I believe his ECW theme. It's weird how this is all coming. He's been able to keep that theme for a long time. It's no, this isn't his WWE theme. It is his WWE theme. If you go back and you watch it, it's the... oh, you're talking about Sabu. I thought yeah. you were talking about Sandman. No, I'm sorry. Sabu. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally yeah. is. Yeah. How does that work? Um, how does it go from ECW? Because he was using that in ECW too, right? Um, well, or it's was he not? It's very slightly different in okay. the TNA version. Just the beginning. Um, the the way um. That like the bass hits, yeah. Because I, I remember I used to be pretty upset, obsessed with uh, Sabu's theme. Because it's love, a great theme, great it's theme, an amazing theme. Um, well, see, the thing is, is that Sabu's theme was done by the same people that do the. Um, I had the name theme. for a second there. Um, something Terry something and the and the whiskey blah blah blahs or whatever. It's w. A, is there something with a W? Yeah, I can't remember the name. Um, but yeah. um, it's a little different, a little different, and he died. Shortly after oh, really? the song was made, so I'm pretty sure they had to get it redone. But I think they used the same version in WWE. Pretty sure they they did. they use yeah no that's his theme in WWE. Uh, hookah blues. Uh, there we go. The hookah blues. Riveting, riveting, um, riveting audio. Um, fuck. Where is it? Oh, Harry Slash and the Slash Tones. Why did I say W? I, I thought it was Harry. Ter- I thought it was Terry. Harry slash. So uh so yeah. We figured that out. We did. Uh so first off we get Sabu with a spike and New Jack with a fork. And Don West doesn't know which one's which. Nope, but we just it it, it, it culminates. You got Sabu goes up onto the uh, he goes to go for a dive. Is that in this match or is that in where he goes up for the dive and he gets hey, hit with the Singapore cane? No, when he goes up for, like, he goes for the double ju- triple jump moonsault mm-hmm. or whatever. He gets to the top rope and he's like, no, fuck that. And he gets down again and he does it again. Or is that in the Battle Royal? That was probably in the Battle Royal because in this match. <coughs> oh, he, he was in it. the final competitors in the Battle Royal, wasn't he? Yes. And um, when he does it in this match, he's going to dive out on New Jack where he's uh, laid out on a table. He's going to do a like a triple jump yeah. uh, body press, not a moonsault or something. Yeah. But as soon as he gets to the top rope, Sandman whaps him right with a Singapore okay. cane. It was a pretty cool spot. I'm not going to lie. No, there was a lot of cool. Okay, so let's get to the probably the uh, high spot of the the match and the night. Yes. You got New Jack put Sabu on a table, and the way Sabu is struggling and wiggling around, you just know Sabu's getting out of the way. 
Yeah! Because he's just, he's wiggling as, like, he's climbing. It's like he's trying to get his best grip so his old ass can get off the fucking table. Um, and you notice Sabu had a pretty hefty elbow pad on with his name, his name wrap on the elbow pad and not on his arm. Hmm. Who's that big of an elbow pad? That's strange. Yeah. Um, if, the, um, the amount of fucking dense shit in this match, though, like, um, the to-the-back stuff, we also get, you know, Tanae getting a update on Jared from Goldilocks yeah. during the finish. It took you a lot out of it. It took you out of it a lot of times. And even to the point where Tanae drops a bomb that Raven's contract with TNA is expired now and his destiny is never going to be fulfilled. But it's true, though. His contract did expire. Really? Yep. He only signed six-month contracts, and there was a lot of... But he wasn't in TNA for six months yet. No, but that's all he would ever sign, and that was the problem. Is like he wouldn't sign no more than six months. So, was that his reoccurring problem in TNA? Uh, yeah, I think so. Huh. I think so. Because huh. he never wanted to be tied down, so he would only do six-month intervals. And, well, they wanted to put the title on, but they weren't going to put the title on him with the six-month intervals. So that's probably what caused and That's Raven probably why he only got the title once. And lost it on a, without TV. Mm. God damn, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, so New Jack, once he got Sabu on the table, he climbed a scissor lift. Yes, he does. And Sandman is, like, practically climbing up the rafter area. Yeah, he's, he's doing something. Well, he, nobody understands what Sandman is. It makes no sense. It's no, like, it's Sandman. just go down there and fucking pin Sabu. Throw New Jack off the fucking scissor lift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, New Jack goes to jump off the scissor lift. Sabu gets out of the way like an asshole. But I'm sure if New Jack went through, he would have went knee first into the face of yeah. Sabu. So uh, he got out of the way, pins New Jack. Sabu goes over. He's going into the uh, uh, the impact or the, what is it called? The anarchy in the asylum. There you go. Thank you. God damn, that's such a stupid name. And immediately, with no pacing required, we go right to Tracy Brooks, an old dude in Goldilocks. Yep. Where they uh, uh, find out she wants equal rights. You know, while she looks like, while uh, Don West likes to call her hot for teacher. Yeah, yeah she, he, she belongs in a white snake video. Is what he was saying. She essentially bribes the old dude with sex, and the old dude. Just ask, why can't Goldilocks be more like that? <laughs> but Goldilocks is a bitch. And at that time, Don West and Tanae still don't know her name, but they apparently get it later on. Yes, yes. They only get Tracy, though, I believe. Yeah, just Tracy. Just Tracy. But are you ready for the, uh, the most anticipated match in TNA history? I don't know, am I? I don't know. It's the biggest tag team, the biggest showcase, the biggest showdown. Chris Harris and James Storm. Now, mind you, this was a good match. Good. It was adequate. Yeah. I'm, like, when you look at it, I'm going to say fair to good. And that's, that's, that's being nice. Yeah. But the problem with TNA today is that they don't even put on matches of this quality every week. Really? Yes. Like uh, let's let let me see now what matches happened this week. Even though they have a solid roster, <laughs> they don't utilize the solidness of that roster at uh. all. They don't. It, it, it's it's piss poor. I can't wait for the new set of tapings to start because that should. Well, I say it should, but it probably won't. I've always been a fan of De- like Scott Demore's booking and stuff like yep. that. So I, I'm hoping you do all the booking in the world, but if you're still putting turds in the ring, it's gonna suck. Yeah, but I mean, look at like 2005 and 2006 yeah. when he put turds in the ring. It still it still made went okay. for a little bit of an edgy product. Yeah, uh, but uh, this week they had a Eli Drake and Tyrus match. Oh, 
That was actually, it was horrible in all the ways you don't know. Does Brodus Clay still have a job? He's a good talker. That's why he's got a job. Fair enough. And him and Eli Drake, both of them. Because you wouldn't expect Brodus Clay to be a good talker. But really, he, he, he does, he's got good comedic timing. He's not that good of a talker, but his timing is on par, and it's, it's good, and it works, right? Fair enough. Um, Eli Drake, on the other hand, is probably the most underrated talker in wrestling today. He's a really good... You should go out... It's nice to go out of your way and see Eli Drake talk. I've never seen him wrestle yet. That's where his problem lies. Mm. He's not a good wrestler. So would he be a better mouthpiece? He, he would be a better mouthpiece, but he knows enough to get by. And he's got a good body. He's he's an all-around, like, I would imagine that at some point in time, WWE will probably try to get him. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, he's he's probably the upside to it. But his matches suck. Uh, Trevor Lee and DJZ had a match. I like Trevor Lee. I like them too, but they're not doing good quality matches. Uh, Zima Ion can go fuck himself. I don't like him. I've never no, liked Zima Ion, or... But Shima, Zion, whatever, his whatever name is. the fuck you call him, the guy that broke Jesse Sorensen's neck. Uh, yes, yes. But uh, him and uh, him and uh, Andrew Everett. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. They're going to have a match now. Oh, okay. Trevor Lee and Andrew, Andrew Everett. They're building to that feud. So like the the Helms Dynasty has collapsed. And they're going at it, right? Oh boy, the Helms Dynasty. The Helms Dynasty. Yeah. Yes, because Gregory Helms is important enough to have a dynasty yeah. named after him. They actually had a Josh Barnett. In a match this week. So how is he? He's got any bad bones. Josh Burnett's pretty good. Yeah? He, his body's left something left to be yeah. desired. From the photos um, I've seen, it's a... Yeah, it's a little flabby. But, I mean, we were talking about it in the world where Samoa Joe's one of the top Have guys you seen Raw. Hero's new get-up in NXT? What? Oh, boy. They're making him wear a skin-tight wife beater while he wrestles? Really? Under- Since when? On the house shows. Because I seen a house show video today where he's just wearing shorts. Oh man, I um I saw one where he has like a red, white, and blue thing where it's like the Ono trunks, and he yeah. has like um knockout artist shirt, but it's got like red, white, and blue stripes and shit like that, and it's skin tight, skin tight, and it's tucked into his like he looks like he's wearing a onesie. It look it it's got to be a sign, like a sign to be like. Hey, hey, man, get that under control. We're gonna make you wear this until you get your <coughs> shit together. Okay, well, I've got to tell you about the gift that I've seen today from an NXT house show, and I know it's new because No Way Jose is there. So, it's okay, like, not from back, in, and plus he's fat. Um, but it's it was on Reddit and it's in quotations. Chris Hero is fat, or Chris Hero's too fat. But it's poking fun at it, right? Not saying he's fat. So he's in the gift. He's running. And he does a dive over the ropes, hand springs off the apron, lands on his feet on the floor. And it's like, how the fuck did you do that? He is so agile. Yeah. I wonder how many ropes he's going to break in WWE. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. So back to uh, Chris Harris and James Storm. They have been hinting at some ascension between Storm and Harris. None that we've seen so far until tonight. Yeah. they didn't really point to it last week. They were in a match together last week. I think there was one portion at the very end when the match was over. Maybe. But then Tanae, like discusses that Harrison Storm had a match a year ago that got them both signed. TNA wasn't around a year ago. No, no, he didn't say that. I thought he did. No, uh, he said he what he was saying was that he... Many people say that they never thought this match would happen, but little did they know it happened a year ago, and it's what got them on the map. Okay, so probably could have been on The match is what's got them signed. Fair enough. the reason why they were signed. Uh, 
So, uh, today during this lets us know that there's going to be a three-way matchup next. Oh, yeah, because he goes, he, he gets taken away right from the action and starts yeah. yelling, What? You've got to be kidding me! And it's like, okay, there's a rest hold in the ring. You <laughs> know it was that exciting? <laughs> so, uh, Harris hits a swinging noose into a cutter. Only gets a two. This is this is the only spot of the match where I say this match is good. The ending with all the false finishes. It was your indie indie-rific finish. You know, um, I haven't seen Storms' finisher, the eight second ride, in, years. in a long time. Yeah. That to the point where I was like, oh, what's that called again? And how about those fucking lame ass spinning kicks to the knee that Storm hits? I didn't I didn't notice that at all. He he tries to do like a pretty sweet like um spinning savat kick. Okay. Right yeah. right to right to the shins yeah. or like the knee. But he has no speed. Like it's literally like watching like a five hundred pound guy try and do a spinning <laughs> kick. He's that slow and he doesn't even hit Harris. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. It's fantastic. So as Travis says, Storm hits the eight second ride, he only gets a two. Then Storm goes for a cross body, but is countered by Harris's patented spear in midair. Not a bad spot it's, as well. It's pretty good. Uh, we get another two count. Then Storm rolls up Harris and gets the win. And uh, Don West proceeds to say that he believes that the friendship is now over. And then Harris walks away in frustration, comes back and shakes the hand of James Storm and gives him a hug. Yeah. So you know A&W is A&W. <laughs> uh, AMW are going to go on for a little while and just knowing what happens, they're a tag team for like another three years. Yeah, until about 06. Yeah, when, when Chris Harris gets signed. No, March, no. Harris was a single star in oh, TNA for oh, quite a while. Oh, that's what got him signed, because he was wearing the fucking black leather duster and the hat and the glasses. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, right? So, um, how about uh, Goldilocks and Eric Watts? Yeah. Goldilocks and Eric Watts here. Eric is distraught that Jarrett left him is, at the mall or <laughs> forgot him. Okay, so, so let's try and figure this out here. <laughs> let's decipher what Eric Watts so has to say. he's distraught about Jared. Goldie is calling him out on his bullshit because he's so melodramatic. Um, he's talking about pick, picking something good out for Jared at the mall. But Jared doesn't meet him there because he got crucified. <laughs> so his phone rings, and apparently on the other line is the other Eric that worked in WCW at the same time as Eric Watts. And he's interested in coming in. Now, so, Travis... What Eric? There, I know they're alluding to Eric Bischoff, right? But we all know that Eric is not going. He to is WCW. one of the most prominent figures on the other show, right? So we all know he's not going nowhere. Another what other Eric, Eric would it be? I don't know. I can't think of it either. Like uh, Eric Angle? Is he in WCW? No. Um. Yeah, I, I, I honestly can't think of I can't a think single of Eric that's ever... Like, when I think of WCW, Eric Watts doesn't even come to mind. No, because he's so insignificant. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's like some local rinky-dink fucker. It could be. I don't know. Maybe Eric Duray from Twin Peaks. Who knows? Who knows? Talk about throwing shit at your ass. But, I mean, at the very end of it, Eric Watts channels his uh, inner Jack Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> and becomes obsessed with Goldilocks' hands. <laughs> Jack Kelly. Oh, that's uh, uh Charlie's uncle. Yes, the creepy, creepy yeah. uncle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's he's he's the one too. Later on in the seasons where he's got the hands, hands. yeah, he the big, big fucking plastic hands. He's in the court, he's like I smell contempt, and his hand comes flying across, and the then room. he screams and leaves the entire <laughs> courtroom. <laughs> yeah. My hands. Uh, 
Speaking of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, have you seen this week's episode? Um, ooh, what was on this week's episode? Um, oh my Jesus Christ, I was just talking about it today. Why would I bring it up if I can't remember it myself? Oh, the, the one uh, with the worms. Yes. Yes, that was very good. That was very good. Very good. I thought that I was I got this amazing. worm for you. The crate. Oh, my God. It's so weird just to watch this show and realize that, oh, they're going full-on Mac is gay now. Yeah, they are. Right? So you're listening, you're, you're watching, and it's like, Mac's got a big thing for Dennis. It's obvious. It should have been obvious back in the day, but it's really obvious now that this is what they were pointing at. And Dennis was just so touched. <laughs> An RPG. I don't even care that you didn't get me any fucking rockets. Is this for me? <laughs> this, this is perfect. Yeah, just no emotion. Just like trying to hold back all the tears in the world. Because <laughs> like he just finished going on a tirade. It's just like, I have feelings. It hurts me so. I hate Valentine's Day. You guys never get me anything. All of a sudden, crate. <laughs> He's been trying to get him to open this crate all goddamn day. Oh, man. Oh, that's a great episode. I love Frank that show. Frank and the Worm Jerry. <laughs> right? Right. Oh. Oh my god. Charlie Day is amazing. Charlie Day, if Charlie Day was involved in wrestling, I would be all for it. The um the best episode the of the season though is that one where they make a sitcom out of Mac and uh, Charlie's mom. That 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 one's really good. I really do like The Gang Turns Black. Yes. And I, I like all the episodes from the season. Yeah. I, uh like Day in the Life of Frank. Oh my god. That that episode's great. That, um That was a good one, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, well, how does the little theme go for the the, the black one? Yeah, what are the rules? <laughs> what are the rules? When you just turn black and, and you, you can't, can't turn, turn back, back, and you're trying to figure out the rules, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> good. And Charlie wrote all of those. Yeah. Like, I think we were, we had a conversation about. We this. did. Super, super cool. Um, but you know what's not super cool? Uh, the women's match. Mm. Yes. I figured. I figured that's where you're going with this. Yes. So, okay. This is the entire Kid Cash Trinity situation here, and it's um, <coughs> it's a little tumultuous, I, I would say. Okay, well, let, before we get into this, without anybody, let's say you didn't watch the show before, and you're listening to us like, oh, what happened between Kid Cash and Trinity? I want you, before we clear cut and say what happened, what did your friend think? Okay, so when when me and Billy were watching this... You know, he, he's just more or less on his phone waiting because we're going to go to war. And um, not interested in wrestling very much at all. Just kind of pops at the funny shit and the big moves. But Kid Cash comes down to confront Trinity. And he says to her that he loves the way she blows. His mind. Cash uh, wants to throw away... Or she want, He wants her to throw away her pipe dream of becoming a wrestler. Focus her energies on what's important. Kid Cash. Crowd chants, you suck, and Kid Cash mentions that you should see how she goes at it. Yeah. So, he offers her uh, to take door number one or two, and every time he does door number two, he hits his two fingers in her face. Like, smacks her. I didn't notice that. He did it twice. I didn't notice that. One, consists of him... Oh, it is. It is. That's just the start of it. Yeah. So, one, consists of him beating her down. Cuff her and take her backstage like the bitch. Dragging her to the back. Dragging her to the back like the... Like he does. Like the bitch she actually is. Two. Consists of Trinity getting on her knees and apologizing to the millions of Kid Cash fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad only 10,000 people paid to see you. (laughs) And about two actually like you. 
So Trinity chooses door number one, and as soon as she does the finger gesture to Kid Cash... It all makes more sense now because she hits him in the face with it. Kid I Cash shoots her down Yeah, with a fucking batting punch. Oh, yeah. And this is when Billy goes, oh, my God. <laughs> and it gets worse. Like, Dude, he beats the shit out of he her. He does, and then he starts grabbing her hair and flinging her around. We were telling people at work about this shit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And, oh, fucking I mean, hell. Desire and Tracy are proceeding to wrestle at this point, but... As it keeps going on, as he fucking sends do her they outside. actually start to wrestle? Because as I recall, they just look on in horror. I'm pretty sure. Um, once they leave. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about while he was still beating the shit out. But I'm telling you, once the um, once he gets up to the 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 ramp and he's still beating her down, I'm looking at Billy and I'm like, dude, I I this watched, doesn't usually happen. I watch wrestling all the fucking time, and I have never felt this uncomfortable watching wrestling in my life. Yeah. And he's like. Dude, I've never seen something that disgusting in my yeah. life. Yeah, it, it is. It's... And it, we know it's staged, but it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I am okay with watching Lucha Underground having Ivelisse get the shit beat out of her by Mil Muertes. never as bad as this. Because he's not going to fucking grab her hair and just start fucking Well, it's not implied her. woman beating either, right? This is like... This is domestic those abuse. Things, those things happen within the confines of the match. And if the woman agrees to be in the match, well, so be it. It's your own fault yeah. if it happens. This is just Trinity trying to have a match with two other women and Kid Cash coming down, being a Kid Rock lookalike. <laughs> Kicking the shit out of her. And to me, you see Desire and you had Tracy in the background. It's dead. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you had a Desire and Tracy in the background. And their looks on their faces made me almost believe that this wasn't supposed to happen. But it, it was. Maybe they just weren't aware of how liberal Maybe, Kid Cash yeah. is. But it's Trinity, and I'm sure Trinity wanted to be liberal with it, because Trinity always has the reputation of just trying to be one of the boys. Yeah. Right? So check. Yeah. So uh, she's she. I'm sure she was more than fine with him working a little... He, he wasn't even working snug. It's just like, you know, usually when they do that whole hair gimmick anyways, it's them holding on to their own hair and them grabbing their hands and throwing them. Yeah, exactly. Right? So... With that, it's just, okay, well, fair enough, I get it. But the worst thing of all of this, aside from all the blatant woman abuse, Trinity was the only up point to this match. Yes, be, well, I mean, there's nothing really other than that to say. I mean, yeah. Don West calls Tracy Brooks off her teacher. He doesn't really call her Tracy at all. Desire, um, she was okay. Yeah, she had she a decent had some... and yeah. she did that kind of body press off the staircase. Off the stairs? I thought that she was going to be nothing but air. You know? I did too, but that big was like, oh, okay, fair enough, you're okay. But essentially what happens is that Tracy almost gets a pinfall, but Sonny Siaki and David Young come down, they distract the ref, and one distracts Tracy. Desire grabs Tracy's arms, Tracy ducks as Young is about to hit Tracy, but he hits Desire instead. Yeah. Tracy just wins. Just go from woman abuse to woman abuse. Yeah, right. What TNA is all about. Right. Uh, then Lollipop comes down. She attacks Tracy as well. Can't wait for that match. Oh, fuck me, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that match. That match is over. And uh, then we get more... More... Th- more from domestic abuse to racism. Craziness. Here we go. Okay. 
So do, this do you is, have much written down for this one? Because yes, I don't I, have a lot. I've got I've got the notable ones written down. What happened here is that I was so fucking exhausted after watching that segment. It's a hard sell to go from one to the other. And Billy had to go out and have a smoke. <laughs> I had to go pause it and go grab a beer because yeah. I was so fucking stressed out. And I'm like, it's, okay, I'm finishing this, but I don't want to like just be wound up. Yeah. Then we have to deal with this. So this is uh, Ron Don Harris uh, talking about it's the interrogators. What the who did they have last time? Sandman. Sandman. Uh, this is a non-drunk one. This is just a hillbilly redneck one. Uh, so they ask him uh, a series of questions, and they got to give their answer. A one-word answer. Not real. Well, not for these guys. No. So, um, but the racism, just just wait for it, okay? Japan or Puerto Rico? Japan. More money. Puerto Rico's usually poor. Boom! Gil- Glenn Gilberti, their own teammate. Pussy. Yep. Clay Aiken or Ruben Stuttered? Which one's the white guy? Oh my! Says a guy that wears a swastika on his chest. Oh my god! A and W, A M W, not A and W. Pussies. Linen red. Little pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Saddam Hussein. This is the one that really blew my mind. Saddam Hussein, the sensible Harris brother, if there is one, which is the one that never talks. Yeah. Uh, Don Harris. Probably. Sure. I'm pretty sure it's Don Harris. He says, piece of shit. We go over to Ron Harris, the Swatsuka wearing guy. Next question. Don Harris looks at him, befuzzled look on his face. is like, and he just looks back at the camera. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and then, uh, I think he wanted to say a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, really? That's what you got of all these guys. That's the one you got to say this about. Wrong killings. Oh, this was bad. Was it Street Thug? What he says after is what's really bad. Okay. He calls him a Street Thug. Then goes on to say, the Brotherhood, as in black people, run the streets and the pen. Don't forget it. (sighs) He is either, now this is either the Brotherhood, this is Don Nami. The Brotherhood is either black people or the KKK or the KKK. Yep. Either way you look at it, it's fucked up. But perfectly sensible for them to be saying these fucking sheep fuckers. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. That 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 exhausts me just talking about that. That 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 did exhaust me. So Travis, we'll play a game. Let's get out of this exhaustion, and before we get to our two main events of the evening, because I'm pretty sure that's where we're at now. Yes. The X Division match with Jerry Lee being a dickhead. tag team title match. Oh, we got the tag team title match, which is, oh yeah, it wasn't an X Division title match, it's what leads... It. I thought it was an X Division title match too, to be fairly honest, until like they one. came out with the tag titles. Until we realized what we watched last week, last time. Yeah. So, Travis, we're going to play a little game called Guess Their Reputation. So, Travis, the way this is going to go, I'm going to say a name, and you're going to guess their reputation backstage at the TNA locker room at this very moment in 2003. Okay. So let's start with Mike Saunders. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's liked, well, I'm going to say good reputation for Mike Saunders. 
Well, I would I would say that's a it's a, for some people, yes. He has a good reputation with Vince Russo. Okay. Therefore, everybody else is afraid to say anything to him. Mike Saunders, this is a quote from my from not from Mike Saunders, but from a TNA wrestler at this time. He said he treats even veteran wrestlers with years more experience as if they are beneath him. Wrestlers say he acts like he's something special, but the only thing stopping wrestlers from lashing out from him is his relationship with Russo. He really is nothing special. He though. is nothing special. Like he is he's horrible. He's he, garbage. He's, he's not everywhere. average. No. He is below, he's below average. average. He is. He's below average. That's completely true. So great that he's not gotten a decent job after that in the wrestling industry. Oh, fuck. He's unheard of. Didn't deserve. No, not at all. Uh, let's let's go with... Uh, this. I'm going to save this one for later. This is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, David Young. I'm going to say a good reputation for David Young. He's he was there for a while. As a complainer. Huh. Uh, when asked to give an example, he complains about everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was somebody's quote. It was like, okay. Well, everything. <laughs> everything. Glenn Gilberti, a.k.a. Disco Inferno. Um, bad reputation. But, like, no, not, not just bad. Just, like, if he's got a reputation, what's his repu- What would he be known for? What would his... Re- if you were to say, um, I'm I gonna, fucking hate Disco because of this. I'm going to say he's probably either a loudmouth or, like Saunders, he's fucking cushioned with Russo and people are afraid to really deal with his politics. This is a quote. He and Saunders are no different than they act on TV. Bam! Uh, they live those characters, and people can't stand them for it. I can tell from just hearing Gilberti on podcasts how much I do not like that. I, mean, I don't like him either. I can't listen to that new Conan show because because uh, Disco's on it. Ugh. It's fucking horrible. Um, but the main consensus is he tries too hard. So this is the one that I wanted to save for later. Okay. This is the last one. The second one that I have written down there. Sandman. What is Sandman's reputation? Oh, God. Well, he wasn't in TNA for long, so I'm going to say he probably... He did last in WWE for a fair spell. He did, because I'm pretty sure Vince liked him a lot. Loved him. Just stone cold, Same thing right? Sabu. Vince yeah. loved Sabu. Yeah, weird. Weird, it's right? Weird. Really yeah. weird. Yeah. But maybe it's because of... Vince loved Sabu. Vince tried to get Sabu in 95, 96. Yeah, and plus, I mean, 97 with the invasion, <coughs> where yeah. Sabu... Jumps off the R. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say he's been showing up to work uh, pretty inebriated, and he's probably uh, passing out, things like that. If from, for, judging from your laugh, I'm sure that I'm not too far off here. Actually, in a way, you're very far off, but not. Okay. Shockingly intelligent when not intoxicated. <laughs> shockingly uh, intelligent. Shockingly intelligent <laughs> when not intoxicated and away from the locker room atmosphere. Uh, he said to have a vast knowledge of world history and has a better understanding of the wrestling business than people give him credit for. It's too bad he got into math. Mm. Oops. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a shame. <laughs> Shockingly intelligent Sandman. I would have never thunk it. Right? Right? That's crazy. So now it's time for the NWA World Tag Team Two-on-one handicap match. And Goldilocks had an interview with Fred and Lynn prior to this. Yeah, I didn't care for that. No, it's just (laughs) Lynn trying to show off his aggressive side. Lynn's being a dick! It's so funny because you can't take 
Lin being a dick, seriously. No. Because he looks like such a fucking decent person, he right? Does. He just looks like a good guy. He just looks like a fucking natural Except for in ECW, he looked like, when he wore those little black pants, oh, yeah. he looked like a shithead. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. He fucking wet his hair, damped it down. Yeah. Some yeah. fucking brill cream didn't, or whatever. <laughs> didn't, didn't let the, uh, the curls fly. No. Uh, but Jerry Lynn basically says that... He's coming for that X Division title because he got screwed out of it by Ron Killings, and he—that's why Amazing Red has the titles because he never had to fight Jerry Lynn. And he's like, "Oh, the old Jerry Lynn just like, oh, that's just how the bounce balls bounce or whatever." <laughs> and then he's like, "But not today, fuck you, Randy. You've worked so hard. I'm taking it because <laughs> you're so tiny." And as soon as the match starts, Red tags in Lynn before any action happens. Like, did he? I didn't even realize. Red's that. in the ring and he just tags Lynn in. Hey, man. Like, no idea. Like, I ain't ready to hit. Uh, but uh, this is the fallout from their match last week. If uh, if Daniels won, he got a match, uh, two on, a three on two handicap match for the titles. If Jerry Lynn wins, it was a two on one match for the tag team titles. With the part, the 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 triple X member of their choosing. Yeah, not really because it's just the guy that didn't wrestle that night. That's all it is. Um. So uh, yeah, Lynn and Daniels they started off. I didn't even realize Red was in the match first. I just wrote in Lynn and Daniels started off. <laughs> and uh, no, it was really good. I thought you know the electric chair uh, doomsday spinning heel kick. I thought yes, that was pretty cool. Very cool. Um, fucking. When Lynn is going corner to corner with Daniels and he gets him down in the bottom corner and he does that leapfrog headbutt right into his crotch. Oh, yeah. Notice that. Yeah. Like, oh, Jerry Lynn's showing an aggressive side now. He's diving heads right into his fucking crotch. You see how in the hype video for this, too, is like the show Jerry Lynn has an edgy side now. They zoomed in on a low blow. He's <laughs> just like, he low blowed the heel. <laughs> it's like Hol- Hol- Geraldo Rivera shit, you know? Yeah. It was, it was... Like, Look at this. He did a low blow. That means he's a terrible, terrible person. Sure, man. Geraldo Rivera, though, he has not been relevant for 30 years. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, great stuff. I, I'm, so, I'm uh, dated. So, yeah, the, I'm the oldest one. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that's dated. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, so uh, with this, though, Triple X comes down to, uh, to give Daniels a chair. He takes Red's legs out. Then Daniels hits a corkscrew leg thing. What do you call that? A Russian leg sweep or a corkscrew? Fuck, where you take the leg and you just like corkscrew him around. Dragon screw. Dragon screw. There you go. And uh, I thought the velocity that Red got on that dragon screw screw would look crazy. Great seller. Yeah, he's a it great was, it was seller. Awesome. Uh, but with all that selling, he hits a flawless cold Red. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, he Daniels missed the best moonsault ever, and then as he kind of like got the cobweb shaken out of him, he hit the cold red. Well, yes, like, but his, his, his knees are fucked. That's the pro- that's the point, right? They were selling his knees. Yeah. So then you're going to do a jump with somebody else's weight. Well, a- as you said, he's yeah. not the greatest. He's a he's a flippy do. He's, he's a flippy do. He's a spot monkey. Yeah. He, he belongs in Matt Hardy's compound. That's fair enough with the monkeys. Yeah. So, uh, but. Triple H play uh, Triple H Triple X play a factor once again when Daniel shoves Lynn into the referee. So 
he gets shoved into the referee, but then Jerry Lynn utilizes his old man strength because Triple X cannot handle his old man strength. So they get a chair and they blast him. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. They get a chair, they blast him. Jerry Lynn gets a chair, blasts Christopher Daniels, ref sees it, rings for the bell. The ref's been up for like, I don't know, five seconds at this point, too? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So he rings for the bell, and this is where I'm just like, okay, cool, don't need to pay attention to this no more. And then so I'm looking around, and all of a sudden I see him put the titles on Christopher Daniels. I was like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. What the fuck? And apparently, Tanae says, oh, yeah, back in, uh, back in, like... Six months ago, yeah. they made a rule, and this is the first time it's been used. First time it's been used. And why would you make that rule? Why? That's not a rule anywhere. It's not, it's not a rule because it makes no sense. Why would a title change hands because someone used cheap tactics like yeah. that? Like, it makes sense in the way where it's just like, okay, the heel always wants to use everything he can do to win. But, I mean... That's just how you prolong a story. Exactly. It's just you don't you don't need to make rules just to make rules. Everything is so rushed. Everything. Yeah. Like as we say every time we review a show from TNA, the pacing is unbelievably awful. You know, and uh, not to har- har- like just go back to TNA of today, but that's, an, that's a problem that still has not been solved because they've I hate to bring them up again, but Eli Drake and Tyrus have been a team for what five months, probably, where Tyrus is just as heavy. And uh, so they break up last week because Eli Drake walked out on them. Yeah. This week they have their blow-off match. Wow. A, a one-week build. Holy shit. And then you look at... didn't even build it. They didn't even announce it for the week later. It's just, it happens this week. No, oh, fuck's sake. And like, then you look at, like, Jericho and Owens and how well that thing yeah. has been paced out. Yeah. And then so, like, they go into the match... Tyrus beats the shit out of him for a bit. Eli Drake says, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I'll give you a raise. Hugs him, they go to the back. It's like... <sighs> Great storytelling. Top yeah. notch. Awesome. Top notch storytelling right there. So it just makes no goddamn sense. Oh, j- just like the next match. Yeah. Just but we like have new TNA match. Tag Team Champions, Triple X. Is it TNA Tag Team Champions or is Daniels the sole no, no, no. champion? It's, it's going to be... It's gonna be Triple X. Probably revolving just like the New Day. Yeah. Well, just, squad. They've, yeah. They, you've, have you ever seen Triple X tag team stuff? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I thought you were asking me if it's like the... No, just more so posing question. Oh, okay, fair know. enough. Oh, just for... Okay, I got you. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got a story with Spot Monkey to tell you after the show. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, Tanae says that Jarrett has went to the hospital. His hips yep. fucked. So we won't see Jeff Jarrett tonight, thank God. That's true. That's that's a blessing in disguise, actually. But what we will see <coughs> is this Anarchy in the Asylum Battle Royal. A battle Royal with 16 competitors. Yeah. What a fucking odd number. Why not 15? You, you could have taken off... You could have taken out the number one entrant, uh, Brian Lawler, Brian Christopher, Grandmaster Sexy. Boy, was he horrible. Why? Why is he here? Why? He's never been good. Nope. Never. Uh, so, we won't go through all the competitors right now. I might as well. I, I took some detailed notes. So I, I did too. So, let's go through. Uh, the first competitor, Brian Lawler, comes out. 
D'Lo Brown's the next competitor in street clothes. And they also... <laughs> why D'Lo Brown's not in his wrestling gear? Uh, maybe, uh... God. He doesn't get paid God enough stank. to... stank? Maybe he doesn't get paid enough to wear his gear too long. He's just like, nah, this shit's uncomfortable. Maybe he rents it. <laughs> rents it, what, from fucking Jeremy Borash? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, one second, please. <laughs> How long you want? 45 minutes. You know what's cool about the Battle Royal, though, is that they have the 90-second ticker in the corner at all so times. So you know they're not lying like the WWE. Right, yeah. right. They're they're being a little uh, a little tried and true there. No shortcuts. No. So then the uh, the charisma sucker Sonny Siaki comes out, and he partners up with Lawler to create a black hole of charisma tag team. Oh, God. Uh, Storm then comes out. James Storm, that is. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Earlier in the night, we didn't go to this, but I just realized this in my notes. Uh, Storm comes out, and then Sonny Siaki's maid, David Young. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so Sonny true. Sonny Siaki says that, why, they ask him, like, why do you keep David Young around? He's like, he cleans my house. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So David Young comes out, he attacks Storm, then Harris comes out, uh, he helps his partner, uh, but the, the story is that nobody knows if Chris Harris is actually with Sports Entertainment Extreme or if he's with the American America's Most Wanted. Yeah. So uh, he comes out to help his partner disprove his loyalty. When he goes to do a big splash, he gets out of the way and he hits Storm. And so Storm gets eliminated. So therefore, it's Harris's fault that Storm got eliminated and they have some arguing and tussles as they go walk to the back. Yeah. They don't come to blows, but they're upset. And once again, like... A, band, a, a team that hasn't even been together yeah. for like six months. Already tensions building. Yeah. But, you know, they, they get through the tension, so whatever. Then it begs to differ why did they do it in the first place. Yeah, but, exactly. I, I don't get it whatsoever. No. Then, you don't know who you're messing with, Kid Cash. But he has no women to beat up yet. Did you realize that's what his song starts with? You don't know who you're messing with, Kid Cash. God bless Dale Oliver. <laughs> God bless it. Dale Oliver. Uh, so now it's a, uh, a three on one. So this was fucking stupid. Every entrant in the ring tried to dogpile D'Lo Brown with a pinfall. Yeah. And D'Lo kicks out of like five people being on him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so um, he has brute big show fucking yeah. Andre the Giant strength now. Yeah, apparently. he does, I guess. Uh, but Lawler then turns on Siaki and they start brawling. Who cares? It's, you know, they were the worst tag. They were a black hole of charisma tag team. They're also a black hole charisma of a battle royal. So keep them away from my screen. Let's not talk about Grandmaster Sexy and Sonny Siaki anymore. Until they get eliminated. Can we talk about when Rick Steiner... Well, had- he's what's up next. And Billy proceeded to say, Hey, look, Gigi Allen wrestles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what, though? Gigi Allen was a mean cocksucker. <laughs> That's an understatement. It is an understatement. Rick Steiner, he was a mean cocksucker in this match, too, because he was hard on everybody. Didn't he get a whip out? I don't know what he got out, but his suplexes were unsafe because he was not taking a bump. No. He would do the suplexes and just drop them off of his shoulder. He's doing these heavy fucking clotheslines to the point where he got a lot of heat. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He got a lot of heat from uh, working unsafely. A lot of people didn't want to work with him. Well, he's got a... He's got to shine above his brother that's on the, yeah, the that's actual... floundering on WWE Raw. Yeah. Uh, but he eliminates Sonny Siaki, so no more Siaki. Good. The ace is in the hole. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Mike Awesome comes out with a table. Mike Awesome. Yeah, he was on last week. I know, I know. It's just, it's great to see him. It's great to see him. <laughs> yeah, hearing about him on Velocity for so long. Um, 
tell you what, names like Mike Awesome and Justin Credible, they go over really well with fans that uh, don't really watch wrestling. <laughs> I can, they're both back to back, dude. Just incredible and Mike Awesome. <laughs> so, did he say anything? Well, we're at war, and my other buddy, he's, we're talking about the fucking Kid Cash stuff, and then he's like, there's a wrestler and his name is Mike Awesome. <laughs> that's like, that's like a brain dead idiot coming up with a name for his, for his, for himself. And he's like, well, my name's Mike and I'm awesome. I'm just going to call myself Mike Awesome. <laughs> At least just incredible is, he's just incredible. It, it's a pun. Yeah. yeah, it's a pun, but. But it's too bad because Justin Incredible is the worst wrestler in the world. He is the drizzling <laughs> shit. He's so bad. I fucking hate him so much. So let's let's get a, get a, get this out of the way. Mike Awesome comes out, quickly falls prey to Steiner. When Steiner deadlift Germans, Mike Awesome. That was awesome. That's impressive. Uh, this I believe is when uh, Rick tries to pin Awesome, but Kick Cash breaks it up, which makes no sense. No and I think Don West actually calls that out. It's not the only. Pin break that would happen in this match. Uh, so then Justin Credible comes out. Uh, he's got a fresh stint after being backyard champ of some bumfuck nowhere, Texas. <laughs> and then uh, they awesome Incredible make their way into the crowd, never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Killings comes out, immediately breaks a pin. He was stupid before going to the WWE, apparently. Yeah, not only does he not get town names wrong, but he also doesn't know the rules to no. uh, wrestling matches. Well, that, nothing's changed. Really. He's just a street thug, right, apparently? Yep, yep. Uh, Tracy comes out next. This is when Lollipop fucking takes her from behind. Yeah, yeah, lots of hair pulling and rolling. Yeah. Lots of hair pulling and rolling. Yeah. But, good old kid Cash comes out and starts beating the shit out of women again. Yeah. He's a fucking moneymaker on Tracy. Wasn't that something else? Right? Jesus Christ. God damn it, this is disgusting. <laughs> he also like there. God damn it, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he also hits Lollipop, too. Oh! <laughs> uh, so, uh, Cash motions for a gangbang, and then Steiner, having none of it, runs him into the turnbuckles. Those turnbuckle blows were fucking hellish to look at. Uh, we get a, uh, a pin that follows... Uh, but of course it's broken up, and that's when Kid Cash hits the moneymaker. Yeah. Uh, Sabu's music plays and Saturn enters. Oh my god. <laughs> Wasn't that fucking weird? But as soon as Perry enters, we're um, facing the elimination of Kid Cash yes. by the Mystery Luchador. Like, yes. no, you couldn't have saved it for like five more seconds where uh, uh, Perry Saturn could have got Perry his entrance Saturn in. Get his entrance? I know. That's Jesus. Stupid. Uh, so let's see, uh, Disco comes out to the ring with, uh, two skinheads, they eliminate, this, the skinheads eliminate Rex Steiner, uh, and they uh, eliminate Ron Killings, yes, they eliminate Ron Killings as well, Conan comes out with the worst music imaginable, hits Rolling Thunder clotheslines on absolutely everybody, and I never thought that Conan was still slightly athletic at this point. I never either until you see him do this. I was like, oh shit, you can still Because in go. two years, he, he's hit less, less than two yeah. years. He fucking breaks down fast. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But he'll be the first to admit his problems and why he broke down. Because of all the fucking steroids and drugs he took. Uh, fair enough, yeah. Uh, the Harris brothers, though, they uh, chokeslam Conan twice onto a table. Because the first time just did not give. Yeah, they try and put him through the uh, Japanese table. Yeah, and then uh, Disco pins Conan for the, uh, the to eliminate Conan. 
And Rick Steiner does not leave ringside yet. Oh man, like he is it. not accepting. Well, like, he it. starts to climb the climb the apron and just like try to fuck with people. Oh my god, that doesn't work out. Then uh, Buff Bagwell, male Gigolo, comes out. Yeah, um, at this point too, Conan gets eliminated by Gilberti. Uh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. This, that was direct. Like while he's getting eliminated, Buff Bagwell's music starts. See, playing. like great pacing, right? Yeah. Great pacing. Uh, well, that's why the WWE lies about shit. True. Really? True. It's why. <clears throat> so, uh, Buff Bagwell immediately comes out, though, and he eliminates uh, Lawler, thankfully. Yes. Then Gilberti, or Disco, eliminates Bagwell immediately. Then Awesome hits a big splash. Incredible splash. Yeah. Goes for the pin. It's broken up. <laughs> Mike Saunders then comes to the ring and super kicks Awesome through his own table. Yes. And he is eliminated. And, just like the fucking prior problem, someone seems to get eliminated as soon as another guy enters. Yep. AJ Styles, number 15. Yep, Mike Saunders, not even in the match. So, uh, he comes out and we immediately get an AJ Styles and Saturn brawl. Yeah. Then, uh, so Brown comes into the ring and he's got his tag team partner, so that's a little story that they have for a while. Uh, Sabu comes to the ring, this time his music plays, and it's him. Yes. He eliminates Credible. Good. Another thank you to Sabu. AJ then eliminates his own partner, D'Lo Brown, with a springboard drop kick. And they just, like, look at each other and shrug it off. Yeah, well, because it was meant for Saturn, but he hits D'Lo Brown. But, like, yeah. what are you doing a springboard drop kick onto a guy when you're holding him? It's like, that just makes no sense. At least we're not getting tension amongst every tag team. No, that one was by mistake. Then uh, Sabu shows his true colors. Well, he shits on a... He smears dog shit all over a hotel? Well, no, he just... Fucks up a finish. <laughs> eliminates himself. Yeah. And, and at this point, they're like going along with it. Yeah. Because it was like a tilt a whirl head scissors. It was basically he was doing a head scissors, a hurricane run into the outside almost. And he fucking, he AJ Styles Luke Harpered it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he completely overshoots the apron and lands outside and quickly just jumps back into the ring. Well, they say the decision was reversed. Well, they do say it was the reverse was like, Sabu, man, you just eliminated yourself. Like, what the fuck? That's some Mil Masker shit. Yeah, yeah, well, uh... Jumping outside the ring, trying to get back in? No, sir, you're you're out. Yeah, you're out, man, sorry. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so that was funny to see, because Sabu is known for fucking shit up. Um, how does, uh, Gilberti get busted open? Um, I think it was, uh, the Sabu still had the spike. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the spike does come back into play, and I'm pretty sure that's how Gilberti gets busted open. And they talk about it the whole match, that this is the first time that Tanae has ever seen Gilberti bleed. Right? I don't think he's ever had a match yeah. so significant. He was actually... in the hardcore division for a while, though. Oh, I never watched any of that WCW. No, but I, don't, I doubt he bled there, because the guy's a fucking, just a pussy. Yeah, right? But... Uh, let's see, so Saturn's eliminated, but they let Sabu stay in the match because it fucks with the finish. Because Sabu goes on to... Uh, Sa- Sabu is, yeah, a yeah. key part. So we have uh, three competitors left, Style, Sabu, and Gilberti. They brawl outside in the crowd. This is when Sabu goes for that double, uh, triple uh, jump moonsault, or crossbody as he was going to do. And he goes for it once and says, no, fuck this. Goes for it a second time. Hits it. Lands in a fucking pool of beer. Just fucking just there. Uh, and uh, <coughs> but we go back into the ring. Gilberti eliminates Styles by yes. reversing the Styles Clash. That makes so much sense. Gilberti, top-notch wrestler, right? Top-notch. And then this leaves us with a main event that I can honestly say that I've never wanted to see ever. And that is Sabu versus Disco Inferno. I'm honestly surprised that they did not For say that. For a number one contendership match. Right. 
Gilberti, number one contender for the NWA title. Like, yep. how can you even fathom that being a possibility? Like, it's wow. Just ridiculous. That goes to show. Glenn Gilberti is writing, helping write the show. He's politicking his yep. way in to yep. the top position when he is one of the worst unworthy wrestlers that is actually getting all the TV time. Yep. yep. That is true. So, anyways. We get a ref bump. We get a ref bump. Some chair shots. But, I mean, we also get Raven. Well, I was going to get to that. <coughs> but, yeah. We I get didn't a, know if there was actually much left to discuss no, about really. that. There's a double jump moonsault. <laughs> There's a few of those in this match. Uh, but, you know, Raven comes out to the ring and he attacks Sabu. So, uh, Disco Inferno is the number one contender. So, this either means one of two things. Uh, actually... You can't tell what this is because you know how they're doing the whole they don't know if Raven belongs with ECW or with uh, Sports Entertainment Extreme. Well, by attacking Sabu, he is not only helping ECW because Sabu is against ECW. He's also, He's helping, also sex. helping sex. Ah. So you don't know where this is going. And it's very clever. TNA had this in him. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like the Raven stuff in TNA. Yep. I, I've always thought that that was, some, <coughs> that was some pretty solid work and some pretty solid creativity. Yep. Ventures did not <coughs> write that. I don't know. Glenn Gilberti was the one. So mm, you never know. I think I feel like Raven's a little more hands on with his stuff. I'm sure Raven was able to feed Russo with shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Raven seems like that lawyer manipulator type guy. I'm sure Raven could. Manipulate anybody into doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was his ammo. But yeah, that is the state of TNA in 2003. Yeah, that was it. Was an okay show. No, 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 no. no it wasn't. Bad. It was terrible. Fuck Kid Cash. <coughs> Hope someone beats the shit out of you. Throws you in front of a train car. Now I will say, this was more entertaining than last week. Yeah, uh, or not last week, but. More entertaining, yes. Yes. Not not better quality of wrestling or anything like that, though, because the Jarrett no. and style, the Jarrett match was was really good. Yeah, and so was the um the Red Lynn. Wait, what was it? Red? No, Red and Cash. Red and yeah. Cash was pretty stiff. That was pretty stiff, but it was, you know, stiff usually makes it easy. Like not easy. It's cringeworthy to watch, but it's really exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, definitely looking forward to next week. And what are we watching next? Well, week? Next week we are watching. Wait, let me get. Let me get a count of this. This is fucking ridiculous. Thirteen matches. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Is there like a tournament? No. ROH Do or Die. This took place May 31st, 2003 at the Murphy Recreation Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This one is commentated by Chris Lovely and CM Punk. Interesting. Interesting as well. So Chris Lovely being... Gabe. Gabe. And CM Punk. Isn't it Lovey, though? It is Lovey. Sorry. Really small. I zoomed it out to count the matches. Uh, the, the cage match writing is <coughs> rather very, small. Very, very tiny. So let's run through the card. Just a preview for next week, okay? I don't know half of these fucking names. Jimmy Cash defeats Lit. Lit's a member of... Uh, Special K. K yeah. uh, Diablo Santi- Santiago... Defeats Polly Normus. Oh, you don't, don't. Oh man, what am I doing? Well, well, yeah, I'm reading the results. Why are you not the reading card. the results? I'm reading the results, not the card. Uh, okay, six man tag team match: Special K versus the Ring Crew Express. Oh god! And Slick Wagner Brown with April Hunter. 
strange. Yeah. I know who April Hunter is. I know who April Hunter is too. Alexa Lurie against Parisphone. Parisphone? I don't know. Persephone? Persephone? I don't know. P E. Persephone? Is, would that be P E R S E P H O N E? Maybe. Maybe, okay. Uh, BJ Whitmer against Dan Math with Alice in Danger. <clears throat> Jason Cross. No, that's not Matt Cross. Jason Cross is the guy with the crossfire. Yeah. The guy that did the crazy, crazy um, yeah. fucking shooting star press leg drop deal. <coughs> yes. Uh, against He's taking on Tony Mama Luke. Okay. So that could be cool. Iceberg against Oman Torga. Tortuga? T-O-R-T-U-G-A. Unibrow Matt Stryker against Tom Carter. Tom Carter being Reckless Youth. So that's that should be a good match. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, we have a scramble match because we all know how T- ROH loves these scramble matches. Uh, Special K uh, against the Briscoes, the Carnage Crew, the, and the Second City Saints, which is CM Punk and Cole Cabana. So I guess Chris uh, Gabe is going to be calling by himself for I'm, a match. I'm guessing, yeah. Or will CM Punk call the match while he's <laughs> off ringside? Can you imagine if that's what they do? Uh, then we get a uh, Andy Anderson against John Walters. That's a great name. Andy Anderson. <laughs> You're going to go far, kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four-way match. This is where the show starts to look up. Christopher Daniels against CM Punk, who's doing all kinds of duties tonight, against Frankie Kazarian against Jimmy Rave in a four-way match. I have never... Th- I didn't think that Frankie Kazarian ever... Was in ROH at this period. It's the first time he's been there since we've started doing it. Huh. And then we have another tag team match. Special K again. They're all over the show. I'm not sure how much I'm going to like this because Special K is everywhere. And I'm not a big fan um, of Um, Maybe there's something that ties it in, though. Uh, hopefully. Uh, against the Backseat Boys, two guys that I do quite Trent enjoy. Acid and... and uh, Johnny Cashmere. Yeah. And then the ROH World Title Match. Samoa Joe against Homicide. Okay, that'll be a fun main event. It will be. That'll a be a fun. No, no, Brian Danielson. Nothing no, like that. Brian Danielson. No, no, that's true. But hey, we can get over it. We do have Christopher Daniels. We do. We do. I, I, I think out of all those matches, considering how that four way last time was so fun, I'm looking forward to Tom Carter and Matt Stryker the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be solid. Obviously, the way this show is going to work is we'll focus more on the back half of this show. Yes. Than the front half. You know, there's some stuff here that's just but like... Maybe maybe there will be some gems. Maybe there will be some gems. Nothing says that there's a gem. Like, there's nothing of noteworthy as for Cage Match until Matt uh, Stryker and Tom Carter. Well, I wouldn't imagine any of those nobodies would have a recommended match. But you never know. There there might be something funny there. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah, there could be. There could be. You know, like, I'm sure Dan Math and BJ Whitmer is going to be okay. Uh, Alexa Lurie and Paraphone or whatever fuck her name is. Eh, it's not going to be very good. Um, I don't like the Ring Crew Express. Yeah, those are those jobber-looking guys from the last week. Yeah, uh, <coughs> who knows who Diablo Santiago is? Right, so I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy Cash. I don't even know who Jimmy Cash is. When no, I read I it the first time, I thought I just assumed it was Jimmy Ray. <laughs> I am safe to say that we don't know about forty percent of the people on this show. Yeah, so that will be something. Uh, maybe we'll be making fun of some uh, some people, but who knows. Uh, and uh, Homicide's uh, manager is Julius Smokes. Yeah, I remember Julius Smokes. I don't, I don't recall. He, he's a crazy-looking fellow. Crazy-looking fellow with big eyes. Now, that's all I can say. 
Fair enough. I, I, oh, that's the guy from last week. The rapper guy that was doing all those fucking yells. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah him from the big fucking... Uh, the brawl bunk, where they took the bunkhouse brawl or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, the, the, the guy that the Harris Brothers would hate and yeah, I guess Harris Brothers so. would fucking kill him. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure they hate everyone of that color. Uh, probably. They do but, have a swastika. That's true. That's true. They wore it on the pay-per-view. So that brings us to the end of this show. We've, we're at our hour 30, so we, we got there. We, we were able to talk about this TNA episode. We made it. With, with spurts of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and some other shows and playing games and you gotta shit. fill the void. We got there. You gotta fill the void. We got there. We had enough. But before you go, don't forget to check out one of those Federation Podcast t-shirts on your way out. Yes. Uh, yes. They come in three different colors, like I said, black, yellow, and white. It's the uh, the new design for the Volume 3 logo and the Descendants ripoff. So if you're a fan of Descendants, pick it up for sure. Uh, and uh, while you're doing that, you know, give What a Maneuver a like on uh, a follow on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, man. Because they do do some good shirts. They have some good designs on the go. It's it's a nice spot. You know, it's 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 where podcasts, bands, anybody can go. You don't need a, a a huge following to get there, and there's more money to be made. Oh yeah, you're you're helping out a company that actually helps out people that are independent publishers yeah. like us. Yeah. You know, like we we would never get a shot a shot at pro wrestling. No, no it'll be a long ass time. That, it would take forever. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, kudos to them for helping out the fucking little guy. You know. Yeah. No. Thumbs up for me, sir. You're a, you're a good man in my books. Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> while you're at it, go to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at the Federation. You can follow Travis on Twitter. Uh, fudging up three three three. And then you can go on Facebook. Just type in the Federation podcast. There's really nothing to see there. Uh, you go. Uh, uh, you can watch the Rusev video from a yeah. couple years ago. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. A long time. To the point where WWE subsidized that. <laughs> so uh, we. Uh, Go on uh, thefederation.com. You can listen to us there. Uh, you can get Seven Deadly Spins there. Uh, we had a new Seven Deadly Spins drop a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was the Garage Rock Journey to the Center of Punk. And yeah. mid-March, I would say in about <coughs> a week and a half, you will have your next Seven Deadly Spins episode on Coheed and Cambria's first album, The Second Stage Turbine Blade. And guess what? You'll be hearing some of me in there, too. Yes, you will. We'll be breaking down the comics that coincide with it. And the actual album itself, and expect to see more of that in the future. Which I will need to get those comments back from you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, I I'm at like um I have like two chapters left. <coughs> Fair enough. You know, like shit's going down. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, shit's yeah. going down. Shit is going down. They're going into the sun. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, you could subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spreaker sucks. Uh, Google Play, all these other places, wherever you can find a podcast, you usually find the Federation podcast. Just look for the big yellow square. I just don't understand how I still find the Spreaker Still Sucks thing funny. Hey, it's just become a gag, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of our finish, I, I binge-watched a bunch of Nardware interviews over the week. That's always a good thing. Fucking fantastic. He is so fucking intelligent. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's great. But I digress, Travis. Everyone, keep on rocking in a free world and do 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 Nardwar Nardwar. Nardwar. Nardwar.